0: Fidelity Investments is looking for talented people, people who love helping others, people eager to start a career in financial services. Does that sound like you? As a customer relationship advocate, you'll be the voice of Fidelity. You'll learn alongside other resourceful, friendly associates, all working to achieve clients' financial goals. Learn more about the opportunities at customeradvocate.fidelitycareers.com. Fidelity Investments is an equal opportunity employer. night when all the world is sleeping i stayed up and think of you and i still can't believe that you came up to me and said i I love love you." you give me some background juan I love Love you, too. too. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. I'm Jade. Mm -hmm. And this week, there is no Kia (laughs) because she had some family issues. So everybody say a prayer and say, you know, give Kia some well wishes. But things are going well now. Um, Send her some love. So we're going to miss her this week. But we have some nice (laughs) feel-ins. I have... Coming up off the bench. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's
1: a She called us fill I mean, damn. Did I call y'all villains? Fill-ins. He oh, called us a yeah. fill Oh, did I? Maybe we get some nice guests. Nice. Oh, that is nice. You know, you're right. Guest co-hosts. Contingency I have, plans. I have a nice guest
0: in a, in a nice fill-in. <laughs> 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 Fucking
1: monster.
0: Damn. Antoinette. Around the way, girls. Yes, we curse. Hello. And Juan. Hey. Juan. Juan Pican. Hey, what's up? I'm very excited to have you here. I've been trying to have Juan for two months Mm -hmm. and it never worked out on my end. And so here we are. We're going to have a wonderful discussion today, but first we're going to get into some trash. Actually, no, I'm so sorry. I'm doing this very wrong. I need to do this like Kia. Welcome back to another episode of Getting (laughs) Grown, where we discuss the tests, the trials, the twists, the turns the tribulations and the taxes of being an adult in the year of her Lord 2019. All right. <laughs> All right. Hallelujah. All right. Praise her. Pray, and, uh, Kia likes to open the show. Praise the Lord niggas. I will open the the, the show with Asha niggas. Oh my God. Yes. And one. Oh, <laughs> uh, how was your week Juan?
2: Uh, my week's been going pretty good. Uh, last week, um, my job, I started back at the school, so it's been good to uh, not be in the office and actually be out interacting with people again.
0: Ooh, that's always, ooh, that's always the best. Well, until
2: Antoinette. until they start talking back then, you know. That it's...
0: Right, right. And then, <laughs> right, exactly. And we're going to get a little bit into what Juan does. That is why he is here on this kitchen table talk with us today. Antoinette.
1: My week was wonderful. I well, I'm mostly focused on the weekend. I went home to Philly. Shout yeah. out to the two one five. That's I saw my bird. co-host, whatever. Sh- <laughs> I saw my co-host Shanti. I went to her shop, the Sable Collective, that is plug. thriving. <laughs> And I had a date. <laughs> hey, oh, hey. we're talking publicly about it. Cause I was gonna keep it. I ain't it close saying to no names, <laughs> but I had a very nice and date, had a very date nice with a date. very nice me. or whatever. Mm. Holla at me in like a week, because we'll see. <laughs> can't but um, wait. we'll do a follow-up. Yeah, I got to hang out with Joe with Jojo Shanti's daughter. So it was just like a great weekend. I went to the Eagles game with my dad. We nice. kicked ass. It was just fabulous. So Good I'm ball. I'm on a little high. You went to the link? I did. Who did Jojo meet this weekend in Philly? <gasps> Jojo met Sonia Sanchez at the mm. motherfucking African American Museum. If you are in Philly, they have a really mm. dope exhibit at the African American Museum all on male vulnerability. Oh wow, mm. how fitting. Isn't that today? So the exhibit is gorgeous and there's there was it was like the opening night for it and there were so many of the artists and so many of the photographers there. And they were like really young. Mm, like happy. Love it wasn't like just old heads out there that were established. It was like young jaunts. And they were jaunts, like youngins. My like homegirl was 19. there. Really? She, was,
0: she was there. I think they had some of her art on display. See? She's a photographer out of Atlanta by the name of Phyllis Iller. There so you know. she was in the building as well. So
1: that's. Yeah. That's if you darn. have an opportunity check, check that out. It's, it's fire. It's really, really worth it. So, yes.
0: We'll put the link in the description box. Well, and my week was fine. I'm working <laughs> on things. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But we'll Jay get into has some fancy trash. things she's working oh, on. Oh, they're not so fancy. <laughs> they're a lot of groundwork, but it's good things. Let's go in and get into this trash, though.
1: Clean
0: up all right, we got trash to get into. So I think we're gonna start with some good news: the Tyler Perry Studio opening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did you all see pictures from that? I don't know. I know I'm you haven't. You
1: didn't see it. <laughs> I saw it. It looked great. Even though I'm like, I think you and I are the same. I, yeah. You know, I feel ways about Tyler I Perry, feel but, ways, but I'm not going. But know. I'm very proud of yes. this
0: man. Yes. Owning his things. Yes. I don't always condone. Yes. The shucking and jiving. I don't. It's not my thing. However, I will say that Tyler Perry is very much behind putting a lot of Black people on. He's employed so
1: many people of color.
0: So, so, so many people of color. And so that is something that we should absolutely give some sort of give some sort of credit to. I'm not going to shit all over him now. Do I? love the way that he puts everybody on. No,
2: I do not.
1: <laughs> oh, Tyler. But it looked really beautiful. It did. And it w- he dedicated the sound stages to, he has 12 sound stages. Yes.
0: Can you please read those dedications? Yes. Because that was lovely.
1: Um, So one is dedicated to, well, they're dedicated to Oprah, Whoopi Goldberg, Denzel Washington, Di- the late, great Diane Carroll, Will Smith, Rest Halle Berry, Della Reese, John Singleton, Sydney Portier, Ruby D, Ozzy Davis, and Spike Lee, which I thought was really interesting because him and Spike have beef. beef. Um, where you know Spike has, and he, he feels he, ways about his. He feels and ways as, as well. well. Yeah, but Tyler's response to that it was on TMZ or whatever. But Tyler's response <laughs> to it was, um, you know, it's not about any beef. Like it's. It's all about the fact that I'm honoring this man who basically was the black filmmaker pioneer mm-hmm. and he deserves to have this named after him. Period. I don't care how he feels about me, but I know what he did for me. So I respect it. I respect like, it too. But it I wanna see it. Like he has tours and stuff. I know. I saw the White House. I saw the like the, the White House. Like yes. part of the stu- Like he has serious Juan. This is not let me it's like a, let me try to put this in like context a park. for you. It's a
0: neighborhood.
1: It's in Atlanta. Atlanta. Mm. It's like a whole theme park looking like it's huge. It's the White House set, yeah. the front, looks
0: like like yeah. Pennsylvania Avenue. Hmm. Like it is a it is a neighborhood. Like this is not just a regular yeah. asset. It's supposed to be bigger than Disney.
1: Wow. Bigger
0: it's supposed to be like the biggest studio now. Yeah.
1: So I just shout hope out people go that. there though, because they have the whole celebrities don't wanna Film in Georgia, Georgia anymore because oh, of yeah, their the abortion. Their so laws. it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. That is interesting how it plays out. Yeah.
0: We'll see. Maybe they'll be like, I want to
1: film with a black
0: man, but. Exactly. And we'll I want to support this. We'll see. But yeah, shout out to Tyler for that. Um, I still think he hates black women, but that's fine. Beyonce was there. <laughs> she
1: was. Was she the fuck? Out?
0: Juan, I'm going to show you this picture. Show, show him. Beyonce
1: is embracing her full grown woman body. And I'm she... all the way here for it, was grown as fuck in that Ooh. picture. I, I when I saw it, I literally gasped
2: out loud. Like, it's are you like she's snatched, but she
0: still has the slight mother, like the slight mother thing.
1: So but I think like, I saw
2: a ton of pictures from this event. Juan, like, I saw yeah. like Oprah Oprah had this amazing clip yes. from it. Like
1: how do oh, you yeah. feel? That's amazing. <laughs> hey, Are you a Beyonce right. fan? Something tells me no. Uh, don't <laughs> upset no, I'm more, me today. I'm
2: more Rihanna than Beyonce. Oh know.
1: shit! Oh. Are you thick Rihanna? Thin Rihanna? All Rihanna? All Rihanna?
0: Okay. All right. I right. take here it, for it as it comes. Yeah, I'll it's take that. Me. I'll take
2: that. It's just her vibe, like you know. I know. She just seems like super, super fucking cool. Isn't you know? she?
0: Is she great? She yeah. like she she exudes the sex, but it's like you want to hang out with her. It's it's amazing. Um. Speaking of beefs, <laughs> Ja
2: Rule, <laughs> the fact that his name alone is funny. It's Just incites <laughs> some giggles. It's like, ja Rule. What, what about him? That name makes you laugh. Like, oh. so
0: everything. Things. every Everything about Ja Rule makes you laugh because he's a cloud. But he's trying to call somebody. So he's basically saying that he would like to squash his beef with 50 Cent, which is like I a- bet. Over 15 year beef. But
1: he lo- he's lost every bit of that beef. He has. And what he so says I wanna here- I want to squash
0: it too. And I quote, here's the thing, right? We've been <laughs> having this ongoing feud now for like, I don't know, it seems like 15 years- Uh, or something like that Josh said and I think it's time that we've grown past it so I'm going to take today on Andy and watch what happens live this is is what's happening live (laughs) I am removing myself from the circus because what I've realized is when you entertain clowns you become a part of the circus it's like a little stab but it is what it is
1: Oh General, shut up. And why are you on what why are <laughs> why you, you on what? Andy Cohen? What are you talking about? That was this, probably like
2: how he got on the show. He's like, I'll talk about I'll talk about 50 exactly. I'll talk about 50 Cent.
0: And then and then andy said please name three nice things about 50 cent and he said he's a bad father he's got like a big square box head and he looks like his breath stinks all the time (laughs) and that was the nice thing and 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 adding that they are sworn enemies forever so apparently he does not want to clear up this beef that he he's crazy as cat shit but we should have known that from that fire festival stuff because now he's talking about. Have, did you hear? Thanks, babe. Did you
1: hear about the fire festival stuff, Juan? Oh, yeah. He's trying to do another one. He's right? trying to do another festival. Oh, I'm so He happy. announced Let's to his go. children. Let's that he go. Is going we to should announce. just do it. We should just go. Who's going to go? I want to go. No. I want to see it for myself. And I want to film all these white folks crying. My parents
0: are not rich enough for me to do anything like that.
1: Oh, I was hoping. <laughs> maybe, maybe, Ja Rule, if you're listening and you need some media influencers to cover your festival. I'm going to clown the shit out of you. He, obviously, he welcomes that because he went on what Watch What Happens Live to go talk about Fifty Cent. He also is on a TV show called Growing
0: Up Hip Hop, and he tells his children on the show that he is going to be doing another festival. And the look that his children give him. How old are his kids? Grown? At least 21. One of them's at least twenty-one, and the son is how old? It'd be like eighteen. 18 Did you 21? see
1: how he looked on Andy Cohen? He had his sunglasses on and stuff.
0: Yes, I'm also looking the at of these the city. fancy shoes. He looks like he's missing a pipe. This is a, what is this an ascot? What is happening here? He's got on a fancy shoe with a big um, umbrella on it. I don't so know.
2: Like a turtleneck. It's I'm like here, he's please. wearing a turtleneck and like a, a suit. It's it's a real, like Bond villain.
0: He's actually channeling the the young man who he did the festival and scammed all the people with. <laughs> um, <laughs> sad news, Joshua Brown, who mm. was the key witness in the Botham Jean. Um, case in trial was shot and killed by an alleged unknown uh person we know who's behind that it's the police mm-hmm. and you know blue lives matter in their world and the minute you speak against one of them they're gonna target you yep. and so what do you all think
2: about that i mean we've seen it happen how many times now like all the ferguson activists exactly I mean, what happened in staten island in the wake of eric garner like but the fact that
0: they think that we don't we're not on to that. Or maybe they just care. think they don't give a. I don't think they care. I think yeah, they you're feel right.
2: immune and they're just about about maintaining power.
0: You're absolutely no, you're right. You're right about that, Juan. You ain't never lied. Um, so rest in peace to him. That's so sad. All the all the He got the, a kid too. Yeah, all the, the they're about to, to his turn family. one in like two weeks. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. All because he was gonna tell the truth about somebody. Who, committed a crime Who who, who, mur- who a is crime. a murderer <laughs> crime that is like the crime the crime you walked up at somebody else's house and i'm actually i'm actually pretty disgusted by everything and how
1: everything is unfurling i know people feel ways and i think that the family should be allowed to grieve the way they grieve while i don't agree with it i'm with mom dukes because she like fuck all that but Same. that judge and um, that bailiff, they should just be thrown away. Just, it's just inappropriate. It's completely inappropriate. inappropriate. It's a conflict of interest. It's unprofessional. And at the end of the day, that woman is was a, is a cop. She still bleeds blue, and so they're going to protect their own. But that I think that the ramifications of that young man. I understand that he wanted to have, he wanted to forgive her, and he mm-hmm. needed that for himself. But the ramifications of like like my mother is white. And she sent me that clip and was like, isn't this so wonderful? And I was like, no, no, it's, it's not. not. And this is why, mom. And she couldn't understand. She was like, well, you guys have to people have to learn to forgive. We have to forgive each other. I was like, "While I don't disagree with that. There's a woman in Texas who fired warning shots and got
2: 20 years.
1: Florida. Florida? Is it Florida? Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: it's and disgusting. Got 20, Twenty years off of warning shots, warning shots, and this dude w- that fell asleep in jury duty. What he got? Ten days. Like, Ten
1: days. Ten that's crazy. days. That's absolutely crazy. So that's why that forgiveness feels a little on the national stage. It's hard to stomach,
0: especially when it's 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 going as far as giving your Bible to the it's murderer. And it's I want to embrace you. I want to hug you. I hope I wanna... we're
2: friends afterwards. Especially when, like, in those moments when. People are being convicted for crimes. Judges often like have a little freedom to say whatever they want to that person. Right. And it's often not that.
0: And you choose, you're you're saying right now, oh, I'm going to give you my Bible and become your friend. (laughs) Even though you walked up in this black man's house and shot him. I'm over it. I'm disgusted by it. So we talked about it last week. We mentioned, so she got 10 years, um, and I'm I'm just I'm disgusted by the behavior. I agree with you. Everybody should be able to
1: mourn the way that they do. I don't agree with it. I don't agree with this mourning. I told my sister I was like, if anybody ever kills me. I- You better and you offer them forgiveness. No, I was like, I will come back and haunt you for the rest of my fucking life. I will opt into purgatory just to do it. (laughs) Absolutely, don't play with me, little girl.
0: Mm. Same. I already. I posted. I reposted your thing on Instagram. Oh yeah, that was. If somebody kills me, And people are out here trying to. My loved ones are trying to. You y'all better throw a y'all better throw a damn chair. (laughs) I want a riot. Yeah, I'm not. I want a riot. You heard it here first. (laughs) So, and then lastly on the trash, the impeachment. Mm. Mm. Ciao. What do you? He'll
1: get impeached. He's gonna get impeached in the house. Do you really think so? In the house, we have the house. Democrats have the house. Let me not say we because I don't know everybody's. Mm -hmm. You know. But, um, I guarantee you it's a wee up in here on this show. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll just say, like, Democrats have the House. I believe he will absolutely be impeached in the House. The Senate, the way these cowardly-ass Republicans are acting, I think they're going to protect him. And I, I don't think that this means he's going to be cast out. My hope is just that this causes... His base is so flicked. I just... I'm hoping that this gives the independence pause about him. But then it's also like this, this gives pause about Joe Biden as well. And so I just feel like independents might not vote. I don't know what they're going to do. I think mm-hmm. that they're just going to be super conflicted because they don't want Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. She loses in every, she, every poll so far, if she's the candidate who I love, I want to live in her America. But mm-hmm. if she's the candidate, Trump wins again. And I think she might be able to win them over. Maybe there's a lot of time left. But right now, Joe Biden is the one that beats him. But this is still this is Mm -hmm. what Trump does. He creates a narrative. He puts Mm -hmm. it the fuck out there. There's no proof to anything. But that's enough for his base because they're not that educated and they don't take the time
2: to educate themselves. They know what he's about and they like that. They like it.
0: They, They love it. They embrace it. Actually, it's everything that they wish would have been forefront for the. For but a, it's not guys. even
2: about
1: the racism. Like I again have no. It's not. It's classism. It's classism. It's mm-hmm. about their check. Mm-hmm. It's about their money, mm-hmm. and that comes before everything and anything else. And some of them, yes, don't want this country to be browner. Mm-hmm. Of but the vast majority, it's about. If you money. really look at what's it's going disgusting. on, though,
0: the people who don't want the country to be browner <laughs> is are the are the poor white people. They're the ones who are out here screaming about
1: well, that's white because genocide. they feel like the brown, the brown people are the reason why they're poor. Exactly, that's why, and they just fail to realize that you're just poor
0: because
2: you suck. Oh my God! What? It's true. <laughs> I mean, it, it, all, it kind of goes back to like Bacon's Rebellion, where it was like they used. They, it was like. It's almost like we're like unraveling it, ba- getting back to that, where mm-hmm. it's like they use racism to kind of like separate the poor whites mm-hmm. from the black folks who were like not that different from them at that point. Because like white folks were essentially like indentured servants. Right. Mm-hmm. And they kind of like got together and started like going after the merchant class. It was like straight like class war. So they were like, OK, we need to divide this up. So it's like those working class because like they're the ones that also kind of like have the fear of like becoming like that or they mm-hmm. have like these like. I mean, I always say the most racist white folks you'll meet are like ethnic white folks who live like near cities who like moved out of cities because then they have all of this like, well, it was fine when we were there, and we, you know, we were we were immigrants too, and now now look at it, you know, and like mm-hmm. they like they have these really simplified narratives of how it all played out, and it just kind of because then they think they know, you know, mm-hmm. like there's like the ignorant that's folks the that like they don't know, that's frustrating, mm-hmm. and like you they, they almost know they're talking out of their ass, like when you when you meet a person like that, but those folks like they they feel like they. Got it. And that's well, they're the dangerous base. ones because
0: yeah. the thing about these are the people where you can show them a video, you can give them a clip, mm-hmm. you can give them a direct quote from their boy mm-hmm. and say, Hey, did you do you realize that Trump said A, B, and C about poor people? I'm just using that as an example. Yep. Show them the video and they'll go, Well, he didn't say that. <laughs> like these are the people who are. Mm-hmm. Putting power
2: behind him, which is very fascinating. So yeah, I've had Trump supporters in my family, and I'm like, he, you, "Like he's a serial rapist. What about that?" And mm-hmm. it's like, "Well, yeah. um, well that you know, and oh, they all those people are just looking for money from him." Absolutely, of course, absolutely. That is our trash this week.
0: <laughs> that is it. Right, we're gonna close <laughs> out with the ultimate the trash. trash. <laughs> he's the ultimate. trash. He's the ultimate trash, and I hope to God that he. Nope, not nope, nope. I got
2: faith in, in President Warren. I think that's gonna happen.
1: I pray to Speak God. Aren't you with it? I think it, it. I,
2: I think her and Julian Castro, I think they stomp him. Cause like like Latinos can go conservative. And they I think can. like but I think, I think so. I think after these years of Trump, like they're ready to like like give this guy like a big middle finger. Mm-hmm. and then if you got Castro on it who, who and like he's an attack dog so i like that for vp like mm-hmm. the way he's getting up in people's case in the debates i'm like he lost yes. a lot of steam though when he yeah. when he did that joe biden that was I not know. tasteful yeah no i did it like that came off real bad but like what i saw there was like imagine president warren going after some kind of like all right, the student loan forgiveness package. Mm-hmm. You know, and then like I'm like, yes, get that like full forty fifty through. Mm-hmm. But Facebook
1: start- is trash too. You yeah. saw that, right? Did you see that? What, what happened? Mark Zuckerberg oh, that it's like yep. leaked audio. Is it leaked mm-hmm. audio or leaked video? It's I audio. Know.
2: I mean, they got it like him on record. They
1: have him on record talking about how Elizabeth and Elizabeth Warren presidency would be bad for Facebook. And that's so dangerous because Facebook is how Russia really mm. affected oh, the I last know. election. So now people are investigating him and thinking like, well, because this isn't in your interest, how are you going to are you going to be pulling down her ass? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be pushing more propaganda against her? It's like a whole thing because he mm-hmm. knows that she's coming for these big. She's coming for the, their money. I'm she's not at playing this right now.
0: Mark Zuckerberg yep. is reportedly nervous about an Elizabeth Warren presidency. Yeah. That's Top, uh, dangerous. And then Very like dangerous. Big Wall
2: Street execs that are normally Democratic donors said that they would either sit it out or give money to Trump.
1: Mm-hmm. But then,
2: but then other folks are saying that this is actually the Warren campaign drumming this up to look to like kind of bolster her cred. Well, that's smart. I mean, this was the mean, best week for her. It, I mean, she's got us, the big, it was. She got the big chunk of. Bernie undecided. got a.
1: She got a big yep. chunk of undecided. Bernie had a heart attack, so, so that attack. I, I hate to say it, but well, people are not gonna saying, vote.
0: But they've been people have not a really of been of on board with him because of his age, even though Trump is not, is no mm-hmm. small mm-hmm. fish, no, no young fish.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Trump is trash. She wanted to move on anyway. We could talk about this all mm-hmm. goddamn day. The I orange did. monster. And just end with fuck Trump. <laughs> okay. And that's our
0: trash this week. <laughs> <laughs> that's our trash. We'll move on to our good old shout outs. My popping right now. Like. And it's time for our shout <laughs> Shout out to brownies. <laughs> As Antoinette is trashing me over here. No. Our Shout out this week. We've shouted them out before, but they are coming up on their one year anniversary. We are. Look at us I'm around so proud. the way, curls podcast. Yes,
1: mm. so we fucking did it. You did. I don't I'm know so how proud we did of my that bo- shit.
0: Y'all did it with a store opening.
1: <laughs> a <laughs> one child. of them opened a store, the other one is out here living her best life, moving and living in Bali and Australia. You and- are. Got it done, though. Didn't even skip a week, child. No, you Cranked to, them out. I edited them follow myself. follow
0: Antoinette and look at her beautiful-ass Bali pictures. Oh, yes. She's out here looking like travel noir. <laughs> and, child of travel noir. Like, the women love it because she looks beautiful. The men love it because she's got her titties <laughs> out. Like, it's, it's a something for everybody. Why does man? it always come back to titties? <laughs> always. There's so many of them. I hate you. <laughs> but I'm so proud Thank you. of you all for being consistent. You know that's hard. Yes, yes. You know that's not easy. That's the number one advice I give anybody with podcasting.
1: That is the advice you gave. And shout out to Jade for helping us with our little... Technical difficulties. Jay was like, okay, we got new mics too. This but you gotta do.
0: It. You gotta get a zoom recorder. I was like, oh, okay. Why okay. you always make me sound like Cleo? <laughs>
2: that's who I'm you are to all. me in my
0: life. That's how it
2: But she was, it. was with it too. She was like, Okay,
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's how she is too. She is also Cleo. That's what we used to call Brolic right. Betty, baby. Brolic Betty. I got that Antoinette got that name when my husband went with her to the gym one day. <laughs> I went with her to the gym first. And then he went to go do a workout with her. He came home. He was like, yo, you ever worked that way, Antoinette? I was like, yeah. I was like, that's brolic Betty. He's like, she's mad brolic. Antoinette
1: is the strong one. That is, voice. That is so, so
0: funny. But I'm really, really proud of you all. Make sure you all check out the Around the Way Girls podcast. They discuss everything. Duality everything. is a thing. Duality
1: is a motherfucking thing. Money and thing. dicks, Money and, love and, dicks and, and love and light they're Come like a more ratchet getting grown basically, <laughs> basically <laughs> and, people, and then a much more emotional one like yes. we it's a lot of yes. it'd be a lot of crying sometimes on the bitches mm-hmm. and then we just be talking shit the other times and i talking think about. I cried dicks.
0: twice on this show really maybe that's a lot for you one and a half
1: <laughs> what the fuck is a half cry it's
2: like but you she was like back I felt it
1: in my throat, but and I shoved it like back well, I
0: down. cried inside
2: <laughs> oh, I think guys do a lot of half cries y'all do y'all do sixteen that is a segue child. <laughs> <laughs> y'all do quarter cries and
0: we go you know that's a perfect yeah. segue exactly. to this kitchen table talk, so we're gonna go ahead and get into this kitchen table talk. Lola founders Jordana Keir and Alexandra Friedman started their company by asking one simple question. If we care about the ingredients in the food we eat, why shouldn't the same be true of our feminine care products? The truth is the FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products, so most of them don't. But Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, liners, and wipes. Major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients and harsh chemicals. Lola products, on the other hand, are 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. They offer pads, liners, and both BPA-free plastic applicator or environmentally non-applicator tampons, plus gynecologist-approved cleansing wipes. Lola makes your month a little bit easier with their fully customizable subscription that lets you choose your mix of products, absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. You can change, skip, or cancel at any time. And so with my subscription with Lola, because, you know, when you got the girlfriends, y'all like to sync up. So when you have girls' nights and somebody may have a oops, it's wonderful for me to have Lola. I have all types of sizes of tampons, super regular, light. Um, I have the cleansing wipes. They sent a little lube. (laughs) I love Lola products because they're all natural and they agree with my body and I feel good about what I'm putting inside of it. We all got one pocketbook. We need to protect her at all costs. For 30% off your first month subscription, visit MyLola.com and enter GROWN30 when you subscribe. That's MyLola.com promo code GROWN30. Welcome back to the kitchen table. Antoinette is renting her jibs <laughs> and I am over here about to ruin my computer again. <laughs> um you all know the kitchen tables so the kitchen table Juan mm-hmm. is where we sit and we discuss the meat of the show. So all of the the issues surrounding adulting and whatever conversation that comes in. Mm-hmm. And so this week, Juan, we wanted to have Juan on the show because Juan uh actually, why don't you tell people what you do? I don't want to, I don't want to ruin it.
2: Uh, I'm, um, a community educator in a program that focuses on teaching, uh, middle school kids about healthy relationships, the difference between a healthy, abusive, and unhealthy relationship, consent, boundaries. Um, and then we're trying to add some more things to the program, talking about homophobia, transphobia, gender roles. Uh, and we also do this work with adults. So there's like actual consistency and uniformity in the language people are using and, Um, Just even like a little bit of coaching with adults, helping them engage on this stuff when a lot of times they're real nervous too and they kind of don't know how to, so they don't. So
0: So you teach it to the parents as well on mm -hmm. how to speak to their kids about these topics. That's beautiful.
2: Yeah, I mean, they say the biggest, uh, one of the best ways to prevent, well, in teen relationship abuse, uh, the rates of reporting are very low. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of reasons why a kid wouldn't tell an adult about, a relationship happening, especially if there's abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the ways to kind of increase the likelihood of your kid telling you is to really uh, cultivate a relationship where they feel like they can talk to you about anything, particularly around relationships. Mm -hmm. So some of the tips I'll give a parent is like, you know, talk about relationships with them. So it's a normal thing for y'all to be talking about. Like you're watching TV and there's a couple on, like talk about the dynamics of that couple. Like how do you, do you think like that's a good relationship? Like Mm -hmm. how are they talking to each other? Do you know? And like talk about your own expectations about like, I don't ever want to hear you abusing somebody or, you know, like really you're in a you're in a tough situation. Like, how would you handle that? Like running these situations by them, uh, increasing their own ability to identify things, like put names to their own feelings and desires. And and then just talking to them about how that all like plays out in in, in relation with other people.
0: That's incredible. It really is. That is incredible work as a parent. It should be. It should be a class. It should. It should, it should be should actually be a requirement. Yeah. Because as a person who I was, I was, I love. My parents were great parents. They were wonderful parents, both of them. But you know, as we all have our shit, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, and there was a lot of, uh, there wasn't a lot of openness around, like talk about sex or things like that. So mm-hmm. I think this is a really important conversation for us as parents to have with our children, just to. Like you said, to have some uniformity with language, Mm -hmm. to to provide that safe space for them to know that they can talk to us about anything and not to project that shame onto children. Mm -hmm. Because that's a that that that's a huge thing, especially for our generation with a lot of people who were raised in, Mm -hmm. you know,
2: different strict environments. I think it's really dope also seeing parents in our generation, like trying to work with that stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, like it's. It's really impressive and like, like actually inspiring. Like mm-hmm. you know, people say everything's inspiring, but like to really see parents like
1: trying to doing the visit. work of like mm-hmm.
2: like when we talk about undoing oppression and like the real interpersonal subtle ways it plays out, like parenting. You know,
0: it is not an easy thing. Do you have children? One?
2: No, I'm an uncle.
0: Ooh, I know that's right. <laughs> what got, what got you into this work?
2: Um, hmm. I've always, I guess, pursued like a social justice like approach. To like career. Like for me, it was always looking at education, um, as a way of affecting change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess over time, well, I was, I just became aware of like, like, like always trying to expand, be more uh, aware of just the different dynamics that like oppression and liberation play out on, um, and just becoming aware of like gender issues. I, I honestly think it was the, uh, the stop telling women to smile street art campaign. Hmm. Yes. Um. I had always like I had tried to do a half-ass run for city council when I was like finishing grad school in 2005. Um. And I and in it I was like I want to do an anti an anti uh street harassment like like a uh, public education campaign like I was like one of the things like I wanted to do um, and I think just like I was raised by women like I like n- didn't kind of have the a lot of like I always felt at odds sometimes with like some of the sexist stuff I was supposed to kind of like be okay with mm-hmm. and like and didn't internalize and like was a knucklehead, but like, um, I think like seeing my sister come home from middle school, like crying, because like kids that she went to elementary school with, like boys were like now like turning on her and making fun of how she looked. And I remember just like, like feeling like the intense, like wrongness of that. Um, and that's probably like, like the seeds of it. Like, you know, like wanting to just like spare people bullshit, like like the suffering that kind of happens, like, like the way we make each other suffer. Um, And yeah, and if you're going to, if you're going to be pursuing like, like social justice, like what's happening to half of the people all over the planet is a pretty good place to to look if you're trying to make impact. So
0: Hmm. I love the fact that you are a, I'm going to be very PC here, a cisgendered. Mm -hmm. Heterosexual male, I am. Who is you able?
1: Fucking work. I'm trying. You know, I'm trying <laughs> out here, man. You see You
0: did it. I am. I am
1: trying. I to make used sure this I wrong don't. last week. Somebody had to call me out. I was just like, like I teach but a me call out. out is know. wonderful.
0: yeah. I was like, I don't know. The call out was wonderful. I've been mm-hmm. called out for thousands of things.
2: Well, call outs could get exhausting. <laughs> Calling <laughs> in, the, call in. You know, like let's
0: call each other in. Yeah.
2: Sometimes you need to call a motherfucker out, but you don't.
0: No, you do. But that's a wonderful transition, everything that you just mentioned, because uh, what we wanted to talk to specifically about tonight was toxic masculinity. And I thought it would be really important to have a conversation with a cisgendered cisgendered heterosexual male about toxic masculinity who understands that it is a thing and that we deal with it as women. Mm-hmm. um and i'm going to have antoinette here as well with kia being away because she's very thoughtful and intentional and i love to hear her <laughs> viewpoints on things so um the, the term toxic masculinity how did you feel the very first time that you ever heard that
2: um probably Those like on together yeah on some level as like a i'm um, a guy i probably like resisted it because I, I knew i was being uh talked about <laughs> mm-hmm. um but but it also it landed as true Okay. Um, and, it, you know, it's an adjective on a word because right away people want to say like, oh, you're saying masculinity is bad. It's like, no, it's there's it's saying They're talk toxic. like there's a modifier on the fucking word. You know how language works. <laughs> like. Right. Um, so it's like yeah, it's the aspects of it that are toxic, <laughs> like and that is I mean. We can see that everywhere. So you like, were offended right at first, but I wouldn't say I was offended, but I probably had that, like that little like eh, eh, but 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 okay, yes, yeah, true. <laughs> okay, see?
0: Antoinette, what was that wonderful definition that you found? okay, let me pull that up, Jade of All Jades. Thank you so much. No problem.
1: <laughs> okay. So this definition um I found online. It says, um, In psychology, toxic masculinity refers to traditional cultural masculine norms that can be harmful to men, women, and society overall. This concept of toxic masculinity is not intended to demonize men or male attributes, but rather to emphasize the harmful effects of conformity to certain traditional masculine ideals. Mm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yes. I wish I wrote it. I wish I did too. <laughs>
0: damn because i love the fact that it that it touched on it's not trying to. it's not trying it's, it's not the downplay. intention is not yeah it's you're not, not to offend not demeaning or, masculinity right. it's the toxicity before it that mm-hmm. is the problem so one question for you mm-hmm. do you remember a time in your life where you displayed Toxic masculinity. Give us a great example. Oh, I I'm gonna
2: play the fuck out of myself. This thorough is thorough, specific. No, is I hilarious. didn't come onto the show for this. Damn it! Go, um, <laughs> you could steer it after this. They'll go, they'll go in your DMs <laughs> no, no, anyway, no. You gotta be you gotta, you, Oh shit. Okay. You All right. So this is a story. Lean a lot of my mic. friends. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll, a lot of my friends have this story as their first memory of me uh, in college. Oh shit. So, uh, you know, I was kind of a nerd in high school. I didn't really like, I hung out with kids who drank, but I didn't, I didn't drink. I was just like, just not, just wasn't doing that. Um, but like two weeks before I went away to college, my sister's boyfriend at the time like got me drunk. (laughs) I was like, oh, this is pretty fun. (laughs) So, um, that first big drunken night, uh, in college, apparently, uh, oh man, this is fucking embarrassing. Uh, apparently, like I was like shit faced drunk strutting down the hallway of my dorm my oh freshman God. year. So this is like 19. This is 99. So like the aesthetic was like to like ball out. So I like I apparently had like, you know, like a shiny ass shirt on and like Probably some shiny jeans. <laughs> some like going go to go the club like slacks <laughs> or whatever and some dorky shiny shoes or whatever. Uh, And apparently I was like walking down the hall talking about like, oh, I'm looking for like Puerto Rican women to freak with at the club tonight. So there was like probably like five or six of my best friends from college that when they ask like what their like first memory of me it's they have lots of stories that's about that's not right?
1: even that bad that's not that bad i thought yeah. you were gonna say you're walking down the hall butt naked yeah nah, i wasn't one of those on you... shoulders. exactly no, <laughs> no, I, no
2: i wasn't i wasn't one of those i was no i, I would be like the person like looking at like aghast like, at that person but not saying anything okay fair <laughs> enough uh, <laughs> you, you were like how, I mean, yeah. yeah like like I, mm-hmm. I think that's probably where a lot of guys fall in it too yeah. like mm-hmm. talk about it like talk the real aggressive dudes will be that but i think like and i how we come to these this point is just like the the big like silent majority that kind of just feel away about it don't like you know instinctually like not feel okay with what's happening or just go silent or laugh because they feel like that's an easier thing to do
1: but i also think it's interesting Sorry, because when you. you said your first reaction to hearing toxic masculinity was like resistance mm-hmm. mine was the as well mm-hmm. Just because I grew up with a very dominant father. Like part of his name on and IG is like alpha male, yada, yada, yada. Like he's like that person. And so I was like, what is this toxic masculinity bullshit? Like we're always de- like, give men a break. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And then the more and more, you, you know, yeah. I never subscribe to boys will be boys. Mm-hmm. But I definitely subscribe to gender roles. Used to mm-hmm. like. um, And it's so funny because I'm so. I'm somewhat of like a badass where I'm just like, you know, king me. Like, I don't give a fuck about Mm -hmm. your gender roles. But it's interesting that when within like the dynamics of a relationship, I'm much more comfortable with a very aggressive kind of man, like Mm -hmm. that type of vibe. But I think that women, myself included in the past, that I have put expectations of toxic mass, some toxic masculinity on men mm-hmm. just because of what I have been the mm-hmm. just because of my experience and what I was told was a man, mm-hmm. you know, like I think that we also have these ideas and I think part of it too is like, that's, that's part of the nice guy's finish last type Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. And we're looking for this other thing that we see in media, that we are we see in children's books. We're like from a young age, we're growing up and we need this brave, heroic, strong, strapping mm-hmm. man. And that's that's fine. That's one type of man, but there's so many other types. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just I'm just sitting here listening to this and thinking of all the ways that I put that shit on to the, some of the men in my life. You know, and how unfair that was to them as well. Same,
0: just in, you know, calling calling dudes soft or, or yeah. you know, saying I don't want I don't want no soft nigga like I need I need me a good hard nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's nothing, but what is a hard... What is I a don't hard, want no kind of a hard, hard nothing you now.
1: As if I you haven't older. been to counseling, then don't knock on this door. That's how I feel. I'm like, if you haven't cried, right. you can't cry in front of me. If you can't do it, if you can't hold my hand, if you can't be soft, then don't do... I don't want it. It's yeah. just like a complete 360. But growing up, I was absolutely in that same world. Oh, same, same. Yeah. And now is when I realized
0: I'm like, oh, that vulnerability is so important and when you don't have it that's when you realize all of the foolish things that you asked for
2: when you yeah. were younger ain't it <laughs> well you were talking about well like, you say you're into duality like um to recognize also I, like what's attractive is also like people that can take initiative
1: you know Absolutely. and I, and I think the, and I think like, mm-hmm. and like
2: because like I think a lot about um like I read I, I even on social media follow guys that like I don't agree with and they they write like stuff that criticizes feminism that criticizes even like the work I do just to kind of like know the language they use to criticize it and and often like they'll criticize around like power which is something I, I think about you know like it's and all of it is like healthy masculinity a balance in how we use these things you know how mm-hmm. we use our power like a, a person that you know expresses like I think like one of the like nice guy quote-unquote tropes would be like A guy that doesn't come out and like say his intentions with somebody, Mm -hmm. which is like not attractive, you know, so
1: that is attractive. Very much so. Yeah, that is. this. Why are you here? Yes. What do you want from me? What do you want? Mm -hmm. What do you want? Oh
2: yes. So I think like Do you do that? Y'all what? get in
1: his DM. We gotta put his DM up. oh yeah. absolutely Juan pecan
2: Like we're gonna put the we're gonna put it no, in no, the no, description. No, no, no. <laughs> his
1: face, he's <laughs> all bashful. Like, no no no. Oh,
2: the, like cannot use this work to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> Toxic. Right? You know what <laughs> there it goes right there.
1: <laughs> use your powers
2: for good one. Yeah. Um so yeah. So what we talk about? <laughs> we, yeah, so we let's get back to, yes.
0: to the subject at hand. What I that is actually a really good point, Antoinette. We do have, um, sometimes as women, we do it too. We yeah. have, we have, uh, perpetuated <laughs> that toxic masculine, st- uh, not st- uh, not stereotype, but you know what I mean. That narrative, expectation, expectation, and narrative. We have perpetuated that and we have to recognize that. But I want to go back to what you were talking about with the homeboys mm. and how. Yes, we need to recognize our own shit, especially as women, especially as black women. We want to know the role that we're playing in order. So because we we have a history of, you know, we have a history of a lot. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's important, though, to go back to what you were saying about the homeboys, because I don't want to put all that responsibility on black women because so much of that responsibility has been put on women in general. Mm -hmm. And it is really important that we discuss that responsibility that men play in calling each other out or in or whatever you would like to call it, you Mm -hmm. know, at that point in time.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's really funny to how identical. um, Talking to men about sexism and like white people about racism and better off people about capitalism and class, like it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, it's like. When it benefits you, you just don't see it or you just are invested in not seeing it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So when it comes to, I think, I think there's also just the, we're social, we're social animals and like so much of, we are like kind of calculating some level of like safety within this. I think Mm -hmm. when I think about it, uh, in terms of working with young people, Mm -hmm. um, to always kind of be coming at it from a framework of like people are doing their best mm-hmm. and like they're, they're using what they've learned keeps them like safe. You know, it might not help them thrive, mm-hmm. which is, I think what we talk about the ways toxic masculinity like limits men, mm-hmm. you know, it limits us in knowing ourselves and our relationships with other people.
0: So where do you think, where do you think, cause we were having a good discussion offline, you and I, where do you think a lot of that that toxic masculine behavior, where do you think that stems from, like, foundationally?
2: I mean, it's, it's cultural, it's, Mm -hmm. it's historic, like, these Mm -hmm. are just, like, old patterns. (laughs) Um, But the ways they get, they get perpetuated now, I think, is through, uh, through media, just, like, just so take things on the level of the four eyes of oppression. Mm-hmm. You know, oppression operates; it's interpersonal. Mm-hmm. So it's like the way we're just interacting with each other. It's ideological. It's how we're seeing and thinking about the world.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, uh, it's institutional. It's the way it plays out, like in our law and society. Mm-hmm. Um, and that did I say all four? I, I believe so. Interpersonal, mm-hmm. ideological, institutional, and internalized. Internalized. Mm-hmm. How have we then like apply to ourselves. How do you
0: think, and you, you, so when you talk about, um, you talked about about culture a lot Mm -hmm. and like where we come from as people, Mm -hmm. you're a Puerto Rican, Mm -hmm. um,
2: which is African roots. (laughs) You got African roots. Puerto Rican and Maltese. Oh, Uh, my mom's New New and My dad is from Malta. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Are there, are there times in your life where you feel like, or you said you were raised by all
2: women? Yeah. My, My, just like, my family is a lot of women on that side. And you think that
0: played a huge part in your outlook on it and how you're able to exhibit that sensitivity. And
2: Yeah. Like I, I would say I, I grew up in a matriarchal home mm-hmm. and like extended family. So, yeah.
0: Do you feel ever in your life, like growing up, there was ever... Um, let me see. How do I want to ask that? Do you ever feel like... Maybe that narrative was put on to you, any by by like by family
2: members coming up, like narratives around uh, manhood and masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's a good question. I mean, I was always like, uh, yeah, well, so I was like a, I was a mama's boy for mm-hmm. sure, um, and my parents were divorced when I was younger, um, mm-hmm. and this this is actually totally fucked me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, uh, so my parents were divorced, so I would see my dad on the weekend. And I would see him, and he would just like, he would, he would like get on me about being a mama's boy. Mm. And then, like, when my mom really wanted to cut me down, she'd be like, You're just like your father. Mm. <laughs> I was like, What the mm. fuck? Mm. That, <laughs> um, that'll do with something to yeah. Yeah. So, um So, but yeah, I think, so I've always kind of been like a quieter kind of kid. So mm. I think I have always had interesting. Like, some dudes just kind of, like, they just, like, read you in a certain way and, like, you almost become, like, invisible to them. Mm-hmm. And that happens with women, too. Um, but then, like, with guys, like, there's, yeah, just, you notice, like, certain kinds of pack behavior kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Bro behavior. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, like, and but I always kind of tend to get along with people. Like, I was a kid in high school that probably was, like, kind of cool with everybody mm-hmm. and could kind of, like, hang out and talk to anybody because I wasn't, like, an asshole, mm-hmm. you know? Um at least I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I don't think you were. Yeah. But judging from this conversation no. and knowing you, I don't think you were I mean, an
2: asshole, child. You never know.
0: Um <laughs> maybe asshole moments. We have all had those. Yeah. But
2: I just never want I never want to have that like uh like you do good work, so you weren't you're not an asshole. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like like who was it? I think that's I, the
1: fuck boy thing. Yeah, like yeah. Aaron
2: like Aaron Magruder, he's like, I fully reserve the right to be a fucking asshole. <laughs> like,
0: you know? I love Aaron Magruder. You know? Oh, do you know Boondocks is coming back? Yep. That's how huge. Do you, how do you feel about that? I'm excited because he's involved. Yeah, I was like, he's the, not like involved. Third, I don't was it, want the third,
2: it. fourth season? Like he the wasn't third, involved, and it was
0: it wasn't good. Yeah, I don't even remember it. That's yeah. how crazy it is. Because the first and the second, please, yeah. my jams to this day. Mm-hmm. You were talking about the crisis of manhood. We were talking offline. Mm. Explain a little bit about what that is. <sighs>
2: um. I think you can see it in a suicide crisis, I mm. think that's the most glaring example of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just in in all instances of male violence, um, um, you know, like so many times this conversation gets put as like, oh, like you're caping for women, blah, blah, blah. It's like, who, the, who is the biggest victim of male violence in the world? Other fucking men. <laughs> like if we, right. if we start like adding war into it and this mm-hmm. and that, like, what are we really talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, like everyone has a game, has a, a stake in this, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, one of the the first books that probably really pulled me in uh, bell hooks. Feminism is for everyone, mm. you know, like that, just, just that title. Feminism is for everyone. Like, uh, and then uh, a call to men is a great organization. I've done a training with them and they made a great illustration of if we're looking out for the people on the margins and the margins of the margins, like everyone that inside of that is also safer. Right. And it's like, just like on a, on a very simple, pragmatic however you want to frame that political interpersonal kind of way. Like if we're just looking out for the people that tend to not be looked out for Mm -hmm. everyone does better, including you, like, like, you
0: know, like the people who people don't look out for and the people who look out for everybody else. Cause women mm -hmm. always
2: have, we do the work. Can I
1: ask you what made you read that book? Yeah. As a man.
2: Uh, I had a a friend that pushed me to read it. Mm
1: -hmm. Was it a man?
2: Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yep. He was uh, going to Brown and he was like, was like super advanced on this stuff. And he was like, you need to read this book. Wow. Yeah.
1: So then a big issue that I have, not an issue, but something that gives me pause when we're having this conversation with men is when they say things like, But you don't have, you don't have a mom, you don't have a daughter, you don't have this. And I always think to myself, like, why do you need that? Mm -hmm. And so you don't have, you just said you don't have children. So I'm just so curious, like why some people can take it on, Mm -hmm. you know, and acknowledge it. And then why others can't or don't or refuse. Right. Mm -hmm.
2: I mean, for me, it's almost like practical. Like it's just like, it's like a place that like work needs to be done. And It's like here. There's not a lot of guys doing this work. I'm a guy. I know mm-hmm. I can like talk about this. I get it. Like I can connect it with other types of. So like this is work to do. You know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I I had my original thought around it was I was teaching meditation at Rikers Island, and, like just volunteering, like like once or two, one or two hours a week. Um, and what I noticed was that when. Um, you would do like silent breathing meditation with folks. Mm-hmm. You couldn't do it for that long with them because they start crying right away because mm. their trauma comes up. We were, we were at, at um, the women's jail. Um, so I had a thought, like at that point I was thinking about, about gender-based violence, male violence, domestic violence. And I was thinking that maybe we could use meditation as a way. Cause like men who, who at that point are, like hitting people that they right. love mm-hmm. in some twisted way. Like they are essentially like sociopaths in terms of how they'll interact with a the therapist and try to like uh-huh. and manipulate them and say mm-hmm. what they got to say to get what, whatever they got to get from them. So I was like, what if we use like meditation as a way of like, we're not even going to talk about it. We're just going to like do meditation. We're and just like, gonna, like, like You're going to just deal with your stuff on your own. You're just going to breathe. Yeah. So then I, I just realized that mm-hmm. was going to like be really difficult work to do. Like being at Rikers Island, it, it is a, toxic fucking place. Yeah. Every way.
1: It's funny that you say that. My sister's husband worked at Rikers Island for a while Mm -hmm. doing, I don't know exactly what he was doing, but he's into, um, he's a writer and he's into theater. And Mm -hmm. so he was doing work, writing work with the the men there. And he posted something today that was perfect for this. He, Mm -hmm. his best man's birthday from Mm -hmm. their wedding is today. And he wrote happy birthday, Dante. I tell the men in my life, my brothers, that I love them all the time, but I wasn't always expressing it out loud. It started with you. You taught me how to love the men in my life loudly, boldly and unapologetically. You are hands down the most passionate man I know. You showed me how true strength is in vulnerability and I'm thankful for your birth every day. And I, I often think a lot of the men that are in my life come talk to me about how lonely they are. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a so good, such good work that you, that you're doing because you are a man, and mm-hmm. men are not being tender with one another. Like I was watching the football game, and I made it. And the football is filled with oh, some oh, toxic, yeah. toxicity, oh, right? Yeah. But I was watching the game and then I was watching the guys jump on each other's backs, high five each other, mm-hmm. give each other slaps on the ass, hug each other, mm-hmm. cheer for each other and be like a mo- playful boys again, yeah. like yeah. tap into that. And I thought to myself, this is the only time this is acceptable within yeah. society. Yeah. And men can't they don't like if you get a, a promotion, they're not running up and giving you a hug and cheering for you in the same way. But if you Dunk the ball. It's like mm-hmm. it's I, can a, smack, I can smack your ass. And it's, okay. it's it's interesting to mm-hmm. me, and I just like even men. Well,
2: it's like the verification of malehood always comes through the body.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Hmm. Can you can,
0: can you, you expand on that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you both are like, like, oh.
2: yes. I think like like uh, gender is performative. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I think like a big way manhood is performed is like through physical acts. Mm -hmm. uh, i think even like even like the idea of domination is like a man idea but like the ultimate like of course you can definitely dominate someone like mentally and emotionally and those are like parts of abuse and um but like the physical aspect for sure like that's why like like a sport like football like always like captures the imagination like you play it with your full fucking body even Mm -hmm. soccer like to other parts of the world like that like you play it with everything the real the the, 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 real
0: football yeah like, like you
2: like Like, at a high level, like, a guy, like, diving for a ball with his head while, like, guys are coming at him, like, that's, like, pretty fucking, like, dangerous and violent, too. And it's also, like, they get up and they're, like.
1: (sighs) Do you think that's, like, a primal thing? Do you think it's that it goes back to us being animals and possibly wanting protection and wanting to feel protected?
2: Yeah. I mean, of course, a lot of this stuff, like, evolved, you know, Mm -hmm. when we were, like, surviving and hunting. I think a lot of sport, like, mimics hunting in different ways. Yeah um yeah because they said the way humans actually used to hunt was was not really through like brute force it was that we we outran animals Mm, they said like real like they would like just like chase them and they would like tire them out and then they would bring it down so like even though the way we think of like the macho hunter as like the solo solo guy out in the in the tundra by himself with just a fucking <laughs> just a fucking spear and he with took like sweat rippling it like down his yes. abs. It was actually just a he bunch of guys like it was like the fucking it was the cross country team. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, some six more hours. This fucking thing's in the around. Yeah. We're gonna
0: get it. <laughs> it is physical. It's physical uh, for men.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I think um, always like just the way like a man is evaluated is still like in very physical terms. Mm-hmm. Do
1: you have relationships with men that feel tender? Yeah, yeah. See, Mm -hmm. that's a. I think that's a game changer when men have that. I just think you there's a lightness to you that I don't feel from so many men. Mm -hmm.
0: An openness and a vulnerability. I mean, women we have our
1: we have our circles. mm -hmm. We have our our girls. Mm -hmm. It's such a huge part of my life. It's Mm -hmm. like anchoring. Mm -hmm. And men,
2: I would say, like in like my current life, I am probably more isolated. Mm -hmm. Uh, In a way that probably does help me connect and understand with what a lot of men are going through, Mm -hmm. and like especially like the absence of touch is like another particular thing. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And that's why I I argue that's why a lot of men translate that absence of that tenderness mm -hmm. to sex to sex, yeah, mm -hmm. and to the hunt to that kind of hunt and to that kind of domination because they're
0: not because you know we Antoinette will come she will hold your
1: hand. Yep. She'll we will walk down will, the street. I, Antoinette will lock fingers and I've, say, This is what we're going to do today. I, I do. <laughs> I will force it. I'm like, we are going to be tender with one another. Yeah. Jade, I you hug me now when you see me. I, I don't do. know if you know. She didn't used to, but mm. she noticed. She's she's I slowly trying it. to get me to a skin-to-skin
2: type of situation, <laughs> but I won't give in. <laughs> so what about is what about it is uncomfortable for you?
1: It you uh, oh, did you grow up around it? Did you grow up with it? I just always assumed it was that. My mother wasn't the
0: most affectionate. Mm. Physically. She wasn't the most affectionate physically. My father was oddly like... uh barbarically affectionate. I love that. It was a lot of like, he'll walk past you and lick your face or (laughs) sometimes he'll grab, he'll literally like grab you like a bear, but he'll give you a kiss on the cheek. He was a lot, he was a lot more like, like that, but he was Mm. affectionate at the Mm -hmm. same time. Mm -hmm. My mother wasn't very affectionate though. And funny Mm. enough, Tristan asked me that recently. Mm. He was like, was was your mom very affectionate with you? I said, now that I think about it, no, Mm. we weren't super affectionate.
1: You know, we just weren't super affectionate like that. My mama was, is still like when I go visit mm-hmm. her, we'll sleep in the same bed. Like if her husband's like somewhere else, mm-hmm. we will ask. She'll be like, where are you going? Oh, and no. I'll go down and sleep and then cuddle.
0: Oh, my night. mom does an Irish goodbye. You can be hanging out. That's and terrible. You know she's gone <laughs> and she's in her bed and don't come get in it. <laughs> but,
1: but men need that. It's like mm-hmm. it's funny because one of the things that I'll ask someone if they're like a potential partner of mine or something <laughs> And this is probably insane. This is part of Insane Antoinette. But I'll be like, (laughs) if you had a son, will you kiss your son? And depending on how they answer that, we're either going to continue to date or we're not. That's if you question. are not mm-hmm. going to be loving and tender with a little boy, then mm-hmm. that tells me that you have so many blockages that I'm not interested in. Mm. Mm. For me. Because mm-hmm. it's, no, it's, it's important.
0: It's I love reaction. when I see men kiss their sons. Yes. When they're affectionate with their sons. I, my dad and my grandfather, yeah. when they see each other, they, they embrace and they kiss on the cheek. And that's what they do. My nana goes even further to the point. My nana's my great grandmother. My father's grandmother. She's still alive. Mm-hmm. And she will kiss you in your mouth.
1: <laughs> I kiss like almost all my family on the mouth. That is. I think it's an Italian it thing. thing. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. My father's like, Nana, please. Hey, now he's 50 something. Nana, please stop kissing me in my mouth. <laughs> she will kiss you right in the mouth. But it's. Mm. I do think that that infection. They is also have, important. they're
1: white. They have smaller lips. <laughs> but it does. So it's like a little like. That no, literally is still low, like a tiny, tiny still, it's, it's still Is that fucked up to kissing, say? It's kissing in the mouth, <laughs> though. It's just like, that's so I mean,
2: interesting. There goes that blockage. In mm. Is that block? Do y'all kiss
1: in the mouth? Mm, no. Excuse me. I'm like, I'm
2: playing it in my head. I'm like, no, I think it's cheeks. Yeah, no, it's cheeks. <laughs> it's
0: cheeks, right? I'm
1: like, nah, no. Whatever. Is, I don't know why my name is... No
2: judgment. Like, no, shoot. I mean, shoot. She'll kiss you right well, what, now. what I'm
1: curious to know how you define toxic. Like, what are the different ways to be toxic? Talk- like,
0: toxic. What are some yeah, of the that Yeah, because there's so mean.
1: many different <laughs> ways. Mm-hmm.
0: There's blaring ways. There's subtle ways. Because it's not
1: just, it's not, I don't want people to think. I think that everybody hears that term and they automatically Mm -hmm. think abuse. Right. And it's like, that's not necessarily the case either. It's more so like it can show up in very small. It's like, you think of it as like toxicity
2: because of masculinity. Like there's lots of things that are toxic that we do. And then there's like Mm -hmm. those, the things that are specifically like around like a man performing his manhood in some way to himself, to the men in his head or to like someone around him. Um, yeah, it's like
1: What are m- micro examples of that? Because some people are probably taking part of it and they don't even realize.
2: Uh what what I mean, you tell me. <laughs> like I, I would think like the talking over somebody. I think that's something guys do like very very quickly and easily. Yes. Um
1: they do. <laughs> mm, mm.
2: The like not listening like like I've definitely seen the like it, like not necessarily I've seen it at work also and i wanna I wanna definitely say the name of an organization right now but I'm not um, <clears throat> but I did graphic, but I did grap- graphic design for y'all but like you know who you are? <laughs> but like it was totally like a situation where you'd be sitting around and all these like um brilliant women um are sitting there saying ideas and things that should happen and mm-hmm. like are not being acknowledged and then <laughs> the head, it, who's a man, is sitting there going like, "What about?" And he mm-hmm. would just, and I would like, like, I would be sitting there with my mouth. I'm like, "Oh, this is actually like a thing that happened." Oh it's no, not, it this, happens often. This isn't like a, like a cartoon happening. No, no. But I think in, in other ways also, like I mean, I, shit, the, the coverage of the presidential race, like the way Warren like hasn't really like, they're yep. just not talking about her. I'm like, why aren't you like saying her name? You know? You know why? And I think part of like, I think part of it is the politics, but I think also it is her being a woman. Um, that's a very big example. You were asking for micro. Mm. <laughs> um, no,
1: but that's an example that's different from, I think, what the normal understanding of toxic masculinity is. Mm-hmm. You know, the people are thinking, in my Super experience, yeah, yeah, people are thinking they're grabbing women, mm-hmm. they're, they're talking about women's street, body parts, street harassment, street, and it's, it's much, it's much Deeper than that, it's just sometimes it's just a everyday way of some people's being. If, mm-hmm. if
2: you want to pull up an image, the uh, the rape the rape culture pyramid. If you Google that, that's, that's like it. a great tool for talking about this with adults.
1: The rape culture pyramid. Child.
2: Oh, rape culture. Trigger warning if you're looking it up. <laughs> um, oh wow! No, you go to the go to the other one. Oh. There's like a newer version that's got better words. That one in the second row. On this the, one on the left. This one? Yeah.
0: Which one?
2: Wait, where the hell did it go?
0: Where did it go, Juan? Oh, wow.
2: Now it's on the top row, second from the right.
0: Yeah. (sighs) And I'll put the link in the description box. Mm. Oh, and this, okay, wow.
2: So, you know, people see what's on the top and they, you know, how do we get to that? Um, Right. But it's, it's sort of all the stuff that comes before that. So
0: it's a pyramid. It's a pyramid of rape culture. And it's starting with the normalization at the at the very base where, you know, with rape jokes, girls should stay home. Boys will be boys. Um, Locker
1: room banter.
0: Yep. Victim blaming.
1: Unequal pay. Mm. That's huge.
2: That's a big one. Yeah. That's like where that, the removal of autonomy comes in. So I think body autonomy is a really important thing to teach people about, mm-hmm. uh, and the way that plays. So again, like if you break things down to four eyes of oppression, like it's a really helpful tool for looking at anything, including like how you then like undo this stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Cause lots of like removal of autonomy, like that's when the law is actually like saying like this person is less protected under the law, therefore less protected everywhere. Hello. You does know? he wait. So that's then it. so then if you go back, then there's what there's a version of it. If you just scroll down on the left side. This one here? Yeah, that one at the very bottom on the left. This one. Yeah. So then that one, then that's just how ism plays out. Mm. Yes. It, you Many know, systems for, for systems. the for like the person that's like, wait, I can't look at this because I feel I feel indicted by this rape culture thing. If you mm-hmm. just show it to them, so that's like, oh.
0: Mm. And then homicide, suicide at the very top.
2: I mean, you could put genocide up there too.
0: You can. <laughs> I'm gonna put both colonialism of in the description box. This is, um,
1: yeah, the rape culture one goes from normalization, degradation, removal, removable removal of autonomy, and explicit violence. And it shows you the steps. And for those of you who are listening and can't get get can't get to the visual, it shows you the steps in which you gradually get to explicit violence.
0: Right. Cause not everybody's wow. just a creep who's getting ready to just pull their dick out. Like that's not always how it starts. I mean, if you like, even but like the, so it's the dick thing, dick like,
1: is on there. But
0: that, well, that degradation.
2: Is, like there's a lot more guys making rape jokes mm-hmm. than yeah. there are actually committing rape. Right.
0: Right. But, a lot. Right. But the it's all, pyramid it's all gets part smaller of a, at the time, An
2: ecosystem. Right? You know, a contraceptive sabotage.
1: That should. Yeah. I really believe that that should be. You should be able to press
2: charges against I them. absolutely. I thought you can. Thought can consider, you? I thought that was considered a form of sexual assault.
1: Oh, no, I didn't. I see.
2: It's called stealthing.
1: We don't even know. Oh. I didn't know that.
2: I'm pretty sure the yeah.
1: Stealthing, because that's a covert. Condom. Well, actually, well, that stealthing. Yeah, stealthy
2: and contraceptive sabotage are two different things. Actually, they are because yeah. you because because that that's a bigger umbrella.
0: Hmm. Stealthing is is pretty specific, right? Which is. It looks like that could be that would be more on the man, but a contraceptive sabotage
1: could be by like, anybody. Like, yeah. like
2: that could be them fucking with your health insurance so you can't get birth control.
1: Oh, yeah. really? Look at it that way, too.
2: Or fucking with your money so you can't, you know, like that. So like the six types of abuse, like one of them is financial. Mm. Mm. Is, you can think of MVP stuff. Shout out to my coworker, Mariah. What is that? It's mental, emotional,
0: mm-hmm.
2: verbal, physical, sexual. Technological or financial? Technological abuse. So like the definition of abuse that we, we teach folks is it's a pattern of mm-hmm. power and control over a person. You know, mm-hmm. like in a, in a healthy relationship, like power is shared. Mm-hmm. Uh, in an unhealthy relationship, it's probably like either like a power struggle or just a power imbalance. Like, that's the way like the kids probably when I when I go like, well, or it could just be like, you know, one person is really into the other person. The other person is kind of like whatever about it. Like, that's when I feel like I took the kids to church and you see kids like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's really how it is, man. Um, yeah. And then when you have abuse, you really have one person like working power over and then it plays out through those like six different types. And the foundation is always is always going to be emotional. That's like where it, it like begins, you know, like the the. Power and control is essentially an emotional thing. It is. But then those other things are just Stem uh, from that the the forms it takes, I guess. Fascinating.
1: It really
0: is. Okay, so let's round out the discussion.
2: Well, hang on. So I guess just on a safety oh, thing, if please. you if you or someone you know is going through that, mm-hmm. um, you know, working with their consent, really try to get them to talk to a trained counselor, somebody that is Able to work with somebody to get them out of an abusive relationship in a healthy, safe way. Um, there are lots of organizations out there. You could check out steps and family violence. There's just so many you can just search out. Um, and I feel dumb for not having it on hand. I'll pull something up before the show is over, but if we you're can in, put
0: it in the description box, for we'll sure, put the links in the description but, box for sure.
2: But always respect the person's consent. Don't do things without them mm-hmm. saying, cause you know, power is central to this. So if you're gonna, if you're going to do something, you want to be empowering a person because they're, they're having that, that's power taken away from them um that's
1: really key Mm -hmm.
2: and you know the most don't tell people just just leave that's super dangerous the most dangerous time in an abusive relationship is right when it ends and those Mm -hmm. in that time after it so that's why you work with people that know how to help people and help people get out in a safe way not just in a any old kind of way because that's when there's always a risk but we want to make sure people are doing it safe Mm -hmm. because they've lost their source of power and control and not everybody is going to immediately, like, run to therapy and work it out. Like, so that's where we see the, the violence. People would
1: demand it back.
2: Right. Right. You know, so, yeah, just wanted to put that in there. Uh, no, sorry that's to responsible bring it down. But yeah, 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 yeah. Yes,
0: uh, that's actually important. I wish more people would go to therapy. I wish not people in general people, people
1: not we have just, to unlearn too as yeah. women and this also toxic masculinity also absolutely exists within male and male relationships mm-hmm. and I would even go as far there are some there are some lesbian couples who some women identi I I know some who identify as the the, the guy mm-hmm. quote unquote in the relationship and completely embody. Toxicity Mm -hmm. and that are that is associated with quote unquote masculinity. So it's it's just a I think what you're saying that power over someone Mm -hmm. it doesn't even have to be gender related. If you're doing that, then you you need to take a couple seconds and and think about that. You know,
2: yeah, abuse like abuse happens in all relationships. Yeah, Uh, friends can be totally abusive to each other. Like where where there's the um, where there's the potential, where there is power, like then there's the potential for it to be abused. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like, I need, like the pattern is a big part of it. You know, that's the difference between like one person being an asshole to somebody one mm-hmm. time versus like, there is something like playing out here. There's like this manipulation of it. Um, yeah.
0: That's important. I like that you brought that up. That toxic masculinity doesn't have anything to do with gender.
1: Not always. Not always. Or
0: does it not always have anything to do with gender? That's super important. And we need to check ourselves and how we're displaying different signs of toxic masculinity. So I think that's a good way to round out the conversation.
2: I think it eventually is going to come down to uh, like powerism. Yes. Like like in in this job, this work has simplified my politics so much because it's. Does the stronger person have the right to do what they want to do to the other person? Whether mm-hmm. we're talking about like the United States and Puerto Rico mm-hmm. and Hawaii, um, or we're talking about like person to person
0: mm-hmm. or
2: like economic power of one person moving into another person's neighborhood. Like if you have the power to do something, does that automatically make it right? Right. You know, and I think that's where ultimately the conversation's moving as we start to see it as one pyramid, mm-hmm. you know, it's- in that diagram. So
0: yeah. that's what I that was my you answered my oh, question Juan. so that was one thank you so much
1: yes this is one this is I love shit I, I'm gonna I listen to this episode and take some notes I felt, I felt I so all
2: over the place trying to say everything all at once at the start I think you're we gonna surprise out. yourself I think we steadied you out it. no
0: you're very clear we're it's, it's that's what it is you have to try to condense we have to condense the conversation but I think you were super clear and thank you very cool. much for thank coming you. through and schooling these niggas on what they need to know. <laughs> we, so we, Jump in Juan's no, DMs, y'all, right? Yes. What's
2: Juan's IG? Jump in the DM, ladies.
0: That. Juan Picard. No. Yes. <laughs> Jump in <laughs> the mother. We
2: separate the word no, from No, you, you know, don't block blessings. Don't uh, she uh, might uh, be listening right now. She could
0: be like, oh my God, that's my husband. Who is that
2: man? Y'all, he rides a bike. You don't assume that I want these things. No, I don't know. <laughs> oh,
1: oh. You're right. you, you know, go. what You're
2: right. no, I, you know, but like lately, I think I, like I right, know I'm not I'm not saying nothing. Do it. Right? Say
1: yeah, say it, say
0: it.
2: Well, I've been. This
0: is a very real. This is an adult okay. place. All
2: right, all right. So getting grown. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess in the past, <laughs> like I have been not thinking about those things, mm-hmm. but lately, like I'm thinking about those. Oh, things. oh it's <laughs>
0: getting cold. Look, it's yeah, getting cold. Yeah. It's called yeah. That's
2: called that's called the coming. No, the I was cuffing, actually cuffing the, well, like well, I was thinking more like the like they like dad. Like there've been a couple of times. Like you know, like like women like i oh. like uh, you know. I'm like I was like. I was like, I think I could be like, I'd probably be like a good dad. I you know, think you I could think be, be, but it's but so you know what it head. is, but it's the student loans. Honestly, like, <laughs> yo, like, yo, let like let you know, like yo, let let Lady Liz
1: get in like there; she the, uh, might take care of it you. The income to
2: debt ratio right now is not is not kid sustainable, but Listen, you know, fuck them loans. Oh, 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 come on, oh, oh, come on.
0: You, you talking to? I know. You know, I know. So, you know, one of those things like you know, it's like one of these things is not going to be tended to.
2: <laughs> one of these things does not. Yeah, I'm thinking about moving to Puerto Rico, so you know, that's that's the thought with this to take this work and join people or. Help Helps make it happen in PR because they have a really big so problem. So, if you
1: want to move to Puerto Rico and help him pay back his loan. And help Juan do the work. Do the we doing the work now. You doing the work and
0: you can do the work. You can do duality is a thing. Duality <laughs> is a thing. Do the work, get the work. Do the work, get the work. Get the work. Thank you so much again, We really appreciate you. I want you to come back.
2: Okay. Like, let's get into this some more. I think this is super important. We could take questions, like whatever people thought about this, we could take those and like just answer questions. Or-
0: I actually would love if you guys wrote in. So you know how to reach us getting grown Podcast at gmail.com. Um if you have any questions. Questions for
2: Juan. Take it to task.
0: Please <laughs> e- give us your thoughts on the episode. What you know, your takes on what toxic masculinity is, maybe some of the ways that it's been displayed in your life. And maybe we can do a part two to this. That would be Ooh. awesome. That would be I awesome. This answer is a, part two, yeah. A Q&A. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Cause this is a conversation that we need to have. It's how we can start to, it's a lot of generational shit that we have to break. Yeah, especially as people of color and whatever form that comes—that's
1: what getting mm. grown is, right? Unlearning,
0: unlearning, and relearning, and relearning, and reconnecting, and regrounding. That's exactly what getting grown is. So, mm. but we appreciate it, and we are going to now move on. We're gonna let Juan get a little ratchet. We're gonna get into these petty peeves. Oh,
1: <laughs> he's gonna be like, my petty peeve is when people. St- Steal the <laughs> bell off my bike. No, I got Sick that shit locked that
2: shit. down. I'm not. Oh, you got your bell locked? My bell. I don't. My bell is my mouth. I don't need You're a bell. You're supposed
1: to have a bell. They will write you a ticket. I watched them write somebody a hundred dollar ticket for not having a stupid ass bell. I mean,
2: they've gotten me I'm for a things bike, before. I'm a
1: bike person, too. They almost got me once. I went and got one.
2: Well, I have a. I, I usually ride around with a little like speaker blasting. So I think by oh, some way that can't that count person. as a bell. Yeah. Well, oh, I, keep, I don't blast it too loud, but like yeah, it's not like a ghetto blaster on your bike. It is. I mean, it, I know it, it is. is, but I, I'm usually <laughs> I'm usually blasting I'm blasting salsa, an act of cultural preservation Wans and resistance. He is not <laughs> yo some motherfuckers is riding around his... New York blasting salsa because we're still here. <laughs> no,
0: that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I'm looking at these with the light blue flag. Yo, I'm look, That's right. <laughs> with the and the
2: black <laughs> and white, but yo, I'm looking at these white folks around booking like yes, Puerto Ricans are still here, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Keep this shit in here,
0: Jade. That's to, what I'm saying. That's right. <laughs> yeah, keep all of it in time, if I can. All right, let's get into these petty that's peeves. Right, Support for today's show comes from Third Love. With more than 80 sizes, including their signature half-cup sizes, Third Love designs bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. Y'all know how we feel about Third Love up over here. We love Third Love. We love it because all titties were not created equal, and so therefore the cup sizes, the half sizes, they're absolutely wonderful. My bra straps don't flip all over. They have an amazing quiz that you take ahead of time to let them know what your titties are looking like. How do they hang? How do they sit? How do they flow in the wind? And so there's a bra for everybody. This is hands down the most comfortable bra you own with straps that won't slip and tagless labels. Not to mention lightweight, super thin memory foam cups that mold to your shape and are proprietary to third love. Best of all, every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, you can return it, and 3rd Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. How wonderful is that? 3rd Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlovecom grown now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash grown for 15% off today. Is it just me or is the list of harmful ingredients to avoid getting longer? Making a conscious effort to buy even the basics can feel overwhelming, but with Capari deodorant, it's a no brainer y'all. Capari offers deodorants that are free of aluminum and guilt. Y'all know I don't like aluminum in my deodorant. I do not want to be skeptical about what's getting ready to happen with my pits. I don't want them to be sore. You know, aluminum makes your white T-shirts yellow. That's something for you to, 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 to just hold in your back pocket. But Kapari is absolutely wonderful because it smells amazing and clean. It doesn't smell super sweet. Like people think of coconut and they think of sweet. I have no idea why, but they do. It smells like clean coconut milk. Like you walk around and your pits are dripping like Vitacoco. It's, who doesn't want to smell like that? Kapari is wonderful. And then on top of that, I get my subscription right at my door so I don't have to go into the store. If I start running out of deodorant, it's not a problem because I'm on a schedule. You probably remember us raving about Kapari's last edition, Driftwood, a charcoal deodorant. You know how your girl feels about charcoal. They also have Beach Gardenia, a fragrance-free option, and... The best-selling and my personal favorite, the original coconut is bike. Coconut deodorant is a cleaner alternative to traditional deodorants. It's aluminum-free, vegan, and does not contain silicone sulfates, parabens, GMOs, or baking soda, which I know my pits are allergic to. The driftwood scent I mentioned before uses activated charcoal to draw out sweat and toxins and absorb odor-causing bacteria. All Kapari deodorant keeps you fresh with plant-based actives like sage oil and coconut oil. Best of all, you never have to worry about running out of deodorant because you can get Kapari automatically shipped to you as often as you choose. You know how much deodorant you need. You get to choose how frequently you get it. And that's all for free. And Kapari offers a money-back guarantee. Go to kaparibeauty.com grown to get 15% off your monthly subscription orders. That's Kapari kopari com slash (laughs) grown. All right. It's time to get into the petty peeves. I think we're going to start with our guests. Oh, man. Antoinette. Oh. Yeah. You didn't see that coming.
1: (laughs) My, my petty peeve. My petty peeve. Oh, this is great. Speaking of toxic masculinity. Okay. When my ex is in... Somebody's comments who I'm interested in. Oh my god, <laughs> that shit oh had god. me fucking tight. I was like, "What are you doing? Get yeah. out of my life." That That's just a- like whack. It's like, why do you have to know him? And like, why? <laughs> it's just so frustrating. Like, go away. Just fade to black. I wish you well, sir. So
0: what happens now when you know he's there? There's nothing you can do about that.
1: How are you gonna? They don't know that? each other like that. that? I don't care. Tell him to block them. Just tell the other dude to block (laughs) them. I'm not going (laughs) to do that. First of all, I went on one date and I'm hype. But I'm just saying, it's annoying. It's just like just that, just that fact. It's like, ugh. And that's not the first time when I've been like, ew, why do you know this person too? Move why. You know exactly why. I don't know why. With God, I see what you do for everyone else. (laughs) You do such nice things. (laughs) <laughs> Please let me be Sierra. Let let me reap the rewards. Oh, you got to go download her prayer. I saw, I wrote her prayer in my journal. I wrote her prayer. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote that bitch's prayer in my journal. And who's the other one? Nicole R.E. Parker, the one that's uh, married. Yeah. She wrote a prayer. Did she? But it was for herself. I know now that I can get behind. What she wrote down, she said, I want this, this, that. And then she looked at all the whole list and she said to herself, now are you those things? Ooh. Mm hmm. Okay, that and then when behind. she looked at that baby and she said i'm not this one and this one she had to go become those things and then there his ass was disappeared and i bet you her ex wasn't in his damn comments he might have been though that man. is annoying it could be a test i
0: actually met you, you know Jones, you are. and i will say that he was very nice I he said,
1: said, well, seems
0: like a nice man you're such a handsome nice man this is just pleasant you know usually it's one or the other
1: not the lights did <laughs> I know. He wasn't know. acting light-skinned? He was not at all, all right. actually. Well, not praise, even a little bit. Juan's like, ja. acting
0: light-skinned. What does the, that mean? Like, <laughs> Juan was like,
1: oh, this is toxic. <laughs> no.
0: I don't want to play this game. I know this
1: is a very toxic <laughs> this conversation. Is, this is beneath me.
0: Okay, Juan, do what? you have a petty <laughs> peeve?
2: Uh, shit. What, what, I get annoyed at everything, so it's like, let me think about what pissed me off this afternoon. I mean Just I, this afternoon yeah I mean, the empanada or the people they ain't get your thing right I mean they they I mean I'm not going to get mad at people in food service like you know chicken okay, oh, chicken sideways I've been sign, there ladies. um You know, you know what, motherfucker. Like, how the fuck do you live in New York (laughs) and you get on a crowded train and you need to be asked to take your fucking book bag off? Can we talk about these? Oh my,
0: that that is a perfect
2: petty peeve, Juan.
0: That is that is that's not even petty. That's fucking.
2: That is the fucking truth. I (laughs) I I did a whole
1: episode on that bullshit on taking your backpack off on just the train. I mean, just just the way people
2: just the way people work space. I feel like it's 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 like a subtle power move sometimes. It is like or just like playing ignorant, like you know, so like you. You're not in the fucking suburbs. Be aware that, like, you're sharing space with crowded, like, city. Right. Like, take it off. Uh right, that's what I got. And
0: hold it down on your side. You all know right. how all of this is supposed to work. Well, What's they my- don't. Pay attention and learn. Shit. My petty peeve is for um, the niggas who ride around Brooklyn with their music so loud <sighs> that I can sing every single lyric, bass line, <sighs> hook, Inside my home with my windows closed, I have a sleeping child. And if I... No, I can't say that. I can't say that.
1: What were you about to say? That
0: I would like to sit in the window and... Target each and every one of them, but I'm not going to say that. <laughs> that's toxic.
1: That is toxic. That's
0: very well. I wish they would turn. Vibrate higher, Jade. You're
1: absolutely right, which is why I didn't say it. But you said it afterwards. You could have texted. me. You to asked me. me I
2: though. mean, you could still yell out the window with a call to oh, considerateness. I that's I what do. I do. But Little then
1: do you know, it's Juan on his bike. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: Boombox Pro so got the extra speaker amp, he you got know? on his bike drawing. <laughs> All right, that's. <laughs> but this
0: weekend, oh, Juan. <laughs> His his trying hey, try to try tell these white folks that Puerto Ricans are still in Brooklyn. Black
2: flag, resistance. I know that's right.
0: A black Puerto Rican flag. I cannot. Well, that's another episode of Getting Gross. <laughs> <Brod. laughs> that way to end. What a way. I appreciate you all for joining me. Thank I you really for do. Me. I Thank know. Thank you Kia, for having us. Kia appreciates, appreciates it as well. I would love to. Light her. and love to Kia. Yes. Yeah. You all send all the love and light to Kia. Everybody send it to Kia. Send her some love. And um in honor of Kia and making her chuckle, I want you to send her pictures <laughs> on her Twitter of what did I have you all send last time? Ian LeVanzan's Boots. So I want you to send her pictures of baby Nuck from love after lockup and send her love and light along with those pictures I don't tell know. her I sent you thanks so much um, <laughs> in the meantime and in between time I will make sure that everybody's information is posted in the description box make sure y'all hit up Juan slide to those DMs he's slide, a good dude um, oil you all can also to slide to Antoinette's DMs
1: no, as well no or no, the, no. I'm trying to get girls. married Okay. so you can slide if you want to marry me <laughs> <laughs> and you see what you Or not <laughs> even marriage. It's long-term commitment is the same thing. But I'm trying to like own land, trying to like love somebody. I want to cuddle. I'm trying to be tender. You know. And clearly you see she's very vulnerable and open. I am wide the fuck open. We love it,
0: Antoinette. So... We love you very much. <laughs> Make sure you guys check out Around the Way Crows where you get a whole lot more of that. <laughs> and also, uh, <laughs> uh, tickets are on sale now. Getting Grown is going on hey, tour with the hey, Friend hey. Zone. Yes. Dang. So we'll be in Dallas at the end of the month. Um, we will be in Atlanta on uh, December 14th. Also, there's a For the Culture. Dinner Party and Marketplace happening December 13th in Atlanta. So those tickets are on sale. I'll make sure to put all that information in the description box.
1: Aren't you going to Houston this
0: week for For the Culture? And I
1: will be in Houston this week for For the Culture. Shout
0: out to Santana. I can't wait to see you all there. I cannot wait to see my boo Santana. We have not not cackled in weeks. Juan knows Santana very, very well. That's actually how I met Juan. So shout out to she. And make sure you all check out her cooking series. I'm just trying to make sure I get all my shout outs in. And um, also going on sale December 21st, one night only for the culture dopest dinner party in DC, along with a very special marketplace featuring the ladies of the black dragon breakfast club and Zen in a jar as well. And Zen in a jar will be at every other event that we have this year. So make sure you all check her out. And I think that's it. Make sure you drink your water, mind your business and moisturize your skin. Because your black will crack if it's dry. Amen. Bye. Or I will Bye. Be-